Man, what's good with it? This is your boy DJ94 back with another episode of Talk That Ish. And man, we gotta take it down, son. We gotta take it down. Today, we're gonna be talking about Golden State, my feel about them, how I feel about their dynasty, how I feel about what they added, how I ultimately feel about LeBron James and his career. After the three out of the four losses, he's taken the Golden State in the finals. And interestingly, whether this ruins his career or not. So just to give a discretion, I am a LeBron James fan, but I'm probably one of the most objective fans you will meet. A lot of people may disagree with me, but I, look, at the end of the day, like I tell people, the truth hurts. It's not, you know, just like the truth about LeBron James. And I'll do a video about that. Just, just down the line here. Just kind of, you know. Prove my unbiasedness before I get into some NFL talk in the future. <clears throat> but I've been called Bron sexual on my opinions. I've been called a KD hater on my opinions. I've been called a Steph Curry hater on my opinions. I've been called uh, just a general hater. It seems like every time you tell the truth, like that is backed by facts, you're a hater sometimes. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think a true hater would be Skip. But there are some things that Skip Bayless says that I can rock with. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, you're right. I can't dispute that because that's facts. But we're going to dive right into that. We're going to talk about all that stuff when we come back off this 30 second. So sit tight. I'll be right back. We're going to dive right into this Golden State thing. Don't go anywhere. Man, what's good, Talk That Ish family and podcast family? This is your boy, DJ94, better known as David Johnson. Hey, man, just asking y'all for y'all support, man. I greatly appreciate those who have supported me so far on my journey. I'm only trying to get better. But I would greatly ask, if you like what I'm doing or if you appreciate everything that you've heard here on this podcast, don't just stop here on the podcast. Please connect with me on my Instagram at underscore, underscore, DJ94, underscore, underscore. It'll be greatly appreciated. I look forward to talking. If you want to DM me, if you want to comment under me, if you don't agree with me, if you hate me, if you can't stand me, if you love me, if you like me, if you think I'm weird, let me know because it's all beneficial to the show and it's all to make the show better. Thanks and enjoy the show. And we're back. This is your boy, DJ94, back with some Talk That-ish. And today's topic of the day we're talking about the controversial the most hated the most successful the most dominant the most on paper overly stacked team in the nba golden state warriors of this era man let me start man i think where should we start let's talk about let's give a brief little background man of those who already know so i think Ultimately, I think Golden State took his turn for Supers team or successful team or whatever you want to call them, stardom in 2015. To me, man, I think the most hurtful thing that happened in 2015 was a lot. Obviously, that offseason going in after the Golden State were a one-and-done team, after pretty much a first-round exit team, um, they fired my man Mark Jackson. And ultimately, I felt some type of way. I was in my feelings a little bit. I'm not talking Drake. I was just in my feelings. I was like, why are they firing my man Mark Jackson? Why? He was a good coach. He was the one who pretty much uh, drafted Steph Curry, Tristan, excuse me, that's Tristan Thompson. Woo, God, long team. Uh, Clay Thompson and ultimately Draymond Green. And I'm sitting here like, why? 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 But 
obviously the success they've had is justified by the move that they made to you know replace him with Steve Kerr. And you know Steve Kerr coming in was one of my favorite analysts. I, I really liked him, and obviously he's ha- he has a basketball pedigree. I mean, those who want to talk about Jordan and LeBron and how people have saved LeBron, Steve Kerr once saved Jordan's legacy in a championship game. All right, he, he shot one of the clutchest shots that I think you can go back on YouTube and look at, and even poke front of Jordan at a at a championship uh, celebration, stating that you know he should be recognized as the goat too. Because I mean, obviously he um, <clears throat> he sunk the uh, winning three that that put um, that won Chicago uh, another championship. So he definitely has the pedigree. He's he's coached over under Pop with Greg Popovich. He's uh, been an owner for the Phoenix Suns when Mike D'Antoni uh, first got his success back in the early two thousands with um, a lot of the Hall of Famers he had with that crew. Um, so it was just it's, it was just really interesting at first. But I was like, you know what? After about a month or so, I was like, you know, I can kind of see why Golden State wanted to go that direction. They needed an upgrade. They need somebody with, you know, some credibility. And this is not to knock Mark Jackson because I think he's a great coach. But compared to Steve Kerr, I think he has a lot of pedigrees. He deserved the chance to kind of be a coach. Let's see what he does. All right. So Steve Kerr comes in and I said immediately, I said, I think he's going to do a facelift to this offense First of all, because all they were at that point prior to Steve Kerr coming in was just an isolating scoring team, pick and roll team. They weren't, to me, I thought that Steph Curry was way better than what he was showing under Mark Jackson. And, uh, you know, it's just something about him. It's like he would go off for like 21 points, 24 points. We were like, man, he, he can do so much more. He has, he's such a potent shooter. He was such a potent shooting, shooter then. Um, and Clay Thompson, again, a very good potent shooter then. And it's like, man, it's just like you felt like there were some 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 chains around these guys that were just waiting to be unleashed. And so finally, Steve Kerr comes in and uh, he he says, all right, guys, we're going to we're not doing the isolation crap anymore. We're going to do uh, whoever's the open man. We're going to feed him. If uh, you want to pass the ball around, we're going to share it. We're going to run fast breaks. We're going to we're going to play defense. That's that's his philosophy. And obviously, it worked out for him. They uh, year one to under him. They went to the. Uh, conference finals and uh, you know they won it and then they went on to the finals and won their first championship uh, in like years so then 2016 comes they lose to LeBron James in seven games then uh, 2018 excuse me 2016 offseason comes they sign Kevin Durant ultimately they go on to win the championship Um, then this past year they won the championship in a sweep um, so here's my opinion on Golden State, and a lot of people aren't gonna like what I gotta say, but there are facts to back this. For those people that get overreacted about Golden State's success and KD being the best player in the world, pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. I've said this on GMs, I've said this on uh, numerous times to numerous people. Golden State is, and this is not, and let me just go ahead and disclose this before I say anything. Golden State is one of the best teams of our generation. KD and Steph Curry are, are, are two of the top five players in the association. Klay Thompson and Draymond Green are, are top 25 players. Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston are exceptional role players to come off, and they, and, and they give this team a, a proper spark and need it. Um, JaVale McGee, for his two years he was there, was an energy bunny and also a defensive master at holding people when they needed to be held and even come, uh, shooting some sparks on the, on the offensive side when they were needed. This is not to take away anything that these guys have done. Those three championships, at least I respect 
uh, Steph Curry's you know, role and Klay Thompson's role and Draymond's role since being there since the beginning, that's not my issue with Golden State. My issue with Golden State uh, and their, and their quote-unquote, air quote, dynasty is the fact that since 2015, they've dealt and been blessed with injuries to the opposition. Let's look at that 2015 season. They didn't have to play an opposing point guard that would have given Steph Curry any type of fits, which means Steph Curry was free to roam and free to get, get you 30 points because he was uh, he was playing with somebody's second string. So he was that was a better defensive uh, matchup for him, and that was a better offensive matchup for him because he, he didn't have to worry about you know a lot of the the premier point guards in the West. And if you know anything about the West and point guards, there are a lot of elite names out there. Dame, um, at the time, Tony Park when he was uh, Parker when he was still able to play at a consistently high level before his decline. Um, Westbrook when he moved over to point guard for OKC, he's uh, he's elite. Um, I mean, James Harden at the time when he moved over from shooting guard to point guard, you have a lot, you know, Chris Paul, you have, a, these guys are proven elite uh, point guards in the, in the West. So ultimately when you didn't have to face those guys because of injuries, it made Golden State's, you know, push to the finals a lot more easier because they were obviously the better teams coming in. Um, they out, they obviously got over the hump and, 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 you know, it was cool. I was cool with them heading up until we looked at the opposition, the Cavaliers. And then, you know, first round, Kevin Love goes down to that shoulder injury. And then first game of game one, after the Cavaliers looked like they were going to win game one, um, Kyrie Irving goes down with the knee injury um, in clutch time. So it, <laughs> there's a, a huge asterisk, in my opinion. And these are just facts written on Golden State's record that, Yes, they've won legitimately won championships. You can't take those away from them, but they didn't face teams at their best health. They didn't. All right, we move to 2016. Kawhi Leonard gets injured by Zaza Pachulia after Zaza Pachulia puts his foot under uh, Kawhi as he's coming down, injuring, re-injuring his ankle after the what the Spurs were up by like 22, 24 points at Golden State. I mean, these things are coincidences. I mean, they these guys have caught a lot of breaks in their career. Just this recent uh, uh, season, CP3 goes down when the momentum was on their side to upset Golden State. And if you're a Golden State fan, you're saying, oh, well, Houston never had a chance to begin with. Oh, Houston wouldn't have won. Man, look, I'm going to say a CP3, if you gave him game six on the road, yeah, maybe Golden State would have got game six. So I don't think they're going to lose at Oracle. But coming back to Houston, you're saying that CP3 doesn't close the deal when he's closed the deal against the Spurs at one point in his career. He's closed the deal against, um, uh, excuse me, uh, against a lot of the tougher teams in the West. He's clutch. When you give CP3 uh, a lead with some momentum outside the Houston series, we're going to act like that never happened. But Traditionally, when 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 CP3 is ready to go get it and he's and he's healthy, he's gonna close you out. So a lot of more, and, and then you gotta think about it with CP3s on the floor. James Harden doesn't hawk up all those threes, okay? Because CP3 is gonna give you something. CP3 is gonna orchestrate. CP3 is gonna emphasize defense, right? That defensively, they were the better team in that series at exposing Golden State. Um, as, as a team that if you put some pressure up under them, these guys can still fold. KD is still the guy that if you put some fire up under him to perform or if you or if you um you know stay with him, he can fold. 
Uh, Steph Curry, who's always been that guy. We question his clutch ability. He can sometimes be a little iffy down the stretch, sometimes in critical moments in the, in the playoffs. These are facts, okay? I mean, tell me where I'm lying at. These are facts. The fact that Houston uh, had a chance this year and CP3 goes down, they, these guys are the, one of the luckiest dynasties I've ever seen. But you know what? And, and Golden State's, and Golden State's um, you know, defense, what dynasty doesn't have championships without a little bit of luck? Um, the New England Patriots. They've had some luck in the past um, with some injuries or with some uh, unfortunate situations, some calls going their way. Um, the Yankees and their dynasty, they've had some luck with, uh, you know, other teams, um, you know, flopping on plays or missing catches here and there. There have been a lot of dynasties that are built on luck. So Golden State is one of the luckiest dynasties, um, in my opinion, in the NBA. And you can't dispute. And, and, and to me, I, I, I still put Chicago over these guys because Chicago played teams that full force and was just flat out beating people. Um, with Golden State, I mean, we're always asking, well, what if uh, Houston was at full strength? What if Kawhi was that never went down? Uh, what if all the all the players in the West and the Cleveland Cavaliers had their full roster in 2015? Because obviously in 2016, that question got answered when Cleveland had their full roster and they bested uh, Golden State in a, in a in a seven game series in Game Seven at Oracle. Um, and and so you know there are a lot of questions that go. Uh, unanswered with this dynasty and with this team. And then again, like I said, it's not to take away from the talent. It's not to take away from the championships. But ultimately, that's an asterisk that's going to be in the history of this team. And it, I mean, obviously, I think the championships are going to outshine that. But for the real basketball minds like myself who grew up watching this dynasty, we're always going to remember, you know, the teams that these guys face. We're always going to remember the competition. And it's going to be bought up when you put put them beside the, the uh, 2002 through 2002 Lakers. You put them beside the... Uh, the 1996 Bulls. So these are things we, we're going to take into account when we say, are they the greatest team ever? To me, I think they're top three. Um, to, uh, probably I would, I would give them the edge over Kobe's team. Um, I would say they're still behind the Chicago Bulls because, you know, they won six rings ultimately. Um, Golden State has won their third ring in, in four years. But to me, to be the best, you got you to gotta eclipse the best. So I think they got to win at least three or four more championships to be in that conversation or to surpass the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls. Um, my second issue with the, with, the, uh, with the Golden State Warriors is the move. So obviously 2016... You get your, you get, you get, you lose the championship in seven, and you know your your front office basically. I mean, nobody talks about this, but basically they gave a demotion to Steph Curry, and Steph Curry doesn't realize it. Steph Curry is fine with it because he's like, oh well, you know, it's the second best player in the world. We, why wouldn't we take him? But Steph, you were one of the premier. You were the MVP the following year, right? You were a two time MVP, and so you want to scoot over. And you want to allow Kevin Durant to take your to, to take some of your responsibility because, in other words, the organization didn't believe you can close. They didn't believe you were clutch enough to get them that third championship that should have been y'all's in 2016. Had it not been for Draymond Green being suspended, they didn't believe in you um, and a lot of your durability with your ankle injuries, injuries and your knee injuries that you had sustained before KD had arrived. So they bring in a number two player, and you're okay with it, but you don't understand that your role gets diminished. But and I think that's where Steph Curry's legacy is going to take a hit is because that you you were a 73-win team being the two-time MVP. And rather than saying, you know what, it was a fluke, 
this Cleveland Cavalier team got lucky. Had it not been Draymond Green going out, we would have beat these guys. Maybe, maybe if I go one more year and we get beat again, then I think it's appropriate for the, for them to make the KD move. But they never would have known what the potential of that team was had they not stuck the nucleus together and seen what happened or added a couple role players that they would have needed for the, to make that bench better. Um, and went back after it for the team. Because obviously these guys are, were in their mid-20s. They're in prime condition. We've never seen a team come together in their prime and be as successful as the Golden State Warriors. So ultimately, Steph Curry says, okay, you know, I want I want Kevin Durant to come. All right, cool. His legacy took a hit. Also, I think this makes LeBron James look great. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the Golden State Warriors were so distraught that they lost that 2016 championship, that rather than trusting in their team, they were they had to stack the deck. They had to go out and get the second best player in the in the in the association. And they had to say, now we're gonna go after LeBron James. It took four all-stars to beat LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Love and the Cavs. Well, Kevin Love is is kind of a he's a star I will say I don't think he's a superstar I think the true superstars on that team were Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, not to discredit anything from from uh, Kevin Love but his his role and his days of Minnesota were diminished to me, um, from what he was because LeBron James and his dominance on the ball and then also Kyrie's need for the ball to do what he does, um, so it took that to beat LeBron James that makes LeBron look great because. History's going to look at it, and it doesn't matter how many championships this Golden State team wins. History's going to look at it and say, well, you know what? LeBron James won this, won it with the same team that basically was just injured and returning from injury in 2015. Maybe added, you know, a couple of role players, but basically the same team that returned in 2016, came back from the most, uh, you know, the greatest odds in sports history to win a championship. And that one win... To, in my opinion, is more than Golden State's three wins, excuse me, more than Golden State's recent two championships um, that they've won with KD. And, and I think a lot can be said there and, and the reason why, and, I, and honestly, that's a story for another day. But when you stack LeBron's comeback victory and the fact that this team was a 73-1 team that had... Uh, Two MVPs on it, Andre Iguodala that won the finals MVP in 2015 and, and uh, Steph Curry that won the MVP back-to-back years, uh, 2015 and 2016. So if you look at that that and you look at what KD's accomplished, those two rings don't equate up to LeBron's one ring he won in 2016. That's not being uh, biased. That's just facts. I mean, what? I mean, come on. I mean, they have four all-stars at this point, and it's very easy for these guys to walk through because the way they play, they spread the ball on you. They don't have egos. They, they run the perfect system to be able to be a sustainable, good team for years because Steph, you know, because Steve Kerr doesn't really get as much credit, in my opinion, as he deserves. People say, oh, he works off what Mark Jackson has. Yes, but Steve Kerr had the system to make these guys put them over the top from being a first round exit to being a consistent title contender for the last four years. And I think to me that deserves close to the year. There should be, and they don't want to give it to Steve Kerr um, outside of that 2015 season because, oh, I mean, you got, you got, you got uh, KD, you got Clay Thompson, you got Steph Curry, you got Draymond. You know, these are easy. 
you know, it's very hard to control superstars these days. If they're not all on the same page, i.e. Oklahoma City Thunder, i.e. the uh, the later half of the Miami uh, Heat dynasty, i.e. Um, even the Celtics, the later half when they got broken up. If they're now on the same page and their egos aren't put to the side, this team is not successful. This experiment with having the second best player with one of the greatest shooters in the in the association, Steph Curry, and one of the best, uh, one of the quickest and best uh, spot-up shooters in the association, Klay Thompson, as well as having one of the best defending defenders, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green, in your lineup. If you don't have those th- or those pieces that are, are able to understand, have one goal, they want to win without the ego of. Oh, man, I'm playing for my next contract. Oh, man, I'm playing for, um, you know, my points, my stats. Then these guys don't win. And Steve Kerr has been, done an excellent job of, 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 of uh, you know, by let you know telling KD, hey, you may have did this this way at OKC, but when, when we come here, we share the ball. We're going to find the open man and we're going to shoot. We, we constantly move so we can get easy buckets cut into the lane. We constantly move so we can free up Clay and and and. Uh, Steph Curry, so those guys can do work. But like I said, it just makes Steph Curry, excuse me, it makes LeBron James look great, in my opinion. It doesn't hurt his career because ultimately, we look at it, I mean, okay, this past year, he went at it alone, dragged the team, I'm not going to say of nobodies, but a team that couldn't adapt to LeBron James' system um, and carry these guys to the finals. He practically put 51 points and averaged 30 throughout the playoffs on a Golden State team that was ranked number one in the playoffs in defensive efficiency and, and defense overall. So the fact that he's able to do that and just, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just a better team. That's how we're going to look at it. Nobody's going to say, oh, LeBron James got swept. I mean, come on. They have four All-Stars. They won a championship before. They're coming back with the same squad. LeBron lost Kyrie Irving. What do you expect? I mean, truly. What, I mean, I think... The problem with a lot of sports fans that I have, and I said this in the group me, I've gotten jumped on this topic. We're so stuck in the moment that we forget. We we don't stay. We don't keep the same energy we had before. We're just like, for example, we come in and we're like, "Oh man, the season's ruined. The NBA is ruined." Yeah, I mean, we all know. We all know the GSW is gonna win the championship, and then when they win the championship, it's like, "Oh man, KD is the best player in the world." Oh man. You know, LeBron got swept. I mean, what do we expect? We didn't expect LeBron James to have any type of chance this past year. I didn't expect LeBron James to have a chance this year, especially with that cast. No offense. I mean, no offense to Kevin Love. No offense to Jordan Clarkson. No offense to J.R. Smith. No offense to uh, Double T. No offense to Jeff Green. No offense to Kyle Korver. No offense to the, all that crew. But let's be honest, the coaching of that team, their potential was not great under Ty Lue. They had continuous drama uh, when IT, D-Wade, um, you know, uh, Rose was there. All those guys, they had they could not mix well because of all the stuff they was going on the bench, the lack of defense they were playing, uh, trying to play the same style of as Golden State but not working because these guys are not in their prime anymore. They can't move like Golden State does, period. So they were not going to be a successful team, period, at all. And so that was the problem with, uh, you know, this team and them how they were going to stack up this year. But like I said, we're so stuck in the moment that we don't stay consistent. I'm consistent. I knew I said Golden State was going to sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers. What they do? They swept the Cavaliers. 
Was I surprised? Was I over the top about it? Was I questioning whether LeBron James is the best player in the world? No, because I said this team was stacked stacked, and had a, basically a, a cakewalk to a ring. Come on, LeBron James could only do so much for that team. Uh, I mean, he had a chance to get to maybe extend this series to maybe five games in game one, but ultimately we knew it was coming. We knew that Golden State, whenever they chose to their problem, whether they want to, you know, take their game to a next level, they were very capable of doing it because they're in their prime. They ha- and they have a system, and they have a great coach and Steve Kerr leading these guys. So if they were to mess up one game, Coach Steve Kerr is very capable of keeping them back on track for games two, three, four, five, six, seven. If it went that direction, um, so it wasn't a surprise to me, and it doesn't for that reason it doesn't ruin LeBron James' career, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he's got swept, he's gotten. A gentleman swept by the same team, but I mean, guys, I mean, what what do we expect? <laughs> what what do we expect was going to happen? Truly, I'm not stuck in the moment like a lot of these NBA marks out here. They just they see something, they're like, oh my god! It's like, no, it's not. No, dude, they they were supposed to win. It's LeBron had LeBron even with Kyrie had no chance against Steph Curry and um and KD in their primes. Two of the you put two of the best shooters in the association. No, excuse me. You put three of the best shooters in the association together. Duh, they're supposed to win a championship. You're, I mean, once they figure out how they're gonna run their offense together, once they, um, you know, put egos to the side, they're gonna win a championship. Oh, they had adversities because KD went down with a knee injury. They still got Steph Curry, still got Klay Thompson, still got Draymond Green. These guys play together. They understand what it takes to win. They've won seventy three games together. Come on. We all get so stuck in the little nicks and knacks that these Golden State Warriors go through, but we don't understand that it doesn't ruin LeBron James' career. LeBron James could have stayed with the Cavs before his player option, lost to him again, and it still wouldn't ruin his career because at the end of the day, this team on paper was supposed to win year in, year out. Now, you, I mean, the, for the people, for the only people that are saying this stuff is the Jordan Marks and the Kobe Marks who are like, oh, well, Kobe won five rings. I mean, Jordan won six rings. Okay, well, if it's about rings, then Kobe and Jordan aren't the real um, ghosts then. It would be my man who played with the Celtics who won 12, what was it, 11, 12 rings. He's the GOAT then. It's about a guy that can come in, carry a team the way LeBron did in his 16th season and 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 give you 51 points in the playoff after, after playing. And here's, here's LeBron's, you know, schedule. Uh, round one. Seven-game series, average damn near 40 points or 40, 35 points, some of that magnitude. Uh, swept the Raptors in, in uh, game two. Went seven games with the Celtics. And, and still had enough in the tank to come back and drop 51 and average 30 against Golden State, one of the best defensive teams we've seen ever. These guys' ability, even when you break them down in coverage, their, their – um, Recovery time to uh, to recover from a breakdown is impeccable. They're fast. They close on you quickly. They're smart. They you know they make the right plays. They know when to jump passes. They're not scrubs on the defensive side. They are elite and one of the best defensive teams of all time for a reason. These guys are are don't are not going to miss a beat. That's why they can they can be down by twenty and you won't be worried because you're like man. They're down by 20 now. You look up, they're only down by three. You look up, they're ahead by 10, 15 points. <laughs> so these guys are well capable. And then my other problem with the Golden State Warriors is you just added, to me, you just added um, DeMarcus Cousins 
the one weakness that the Golden State Warriors had was that their center position. JaVale McGee was okay, but, I mean, you weren't going to keep him out there for more than 20, 25 minutes because his IQ wasn't always at the highest for a full game. He would make some pinhead mistakes, and then they send Zaza Pachulli in there. He's not much to write home about. Basically, he's a spot filler for the center position because when you got, you know, KD, Klay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry, um, you can pretty much put anybody at the center position and you'll be okay. Um, all they need to do is rebound. <laughs> That's it, rebound. Um, and they had Jordan Bell will come in and, and, you know, he was good off the pick and roll and he can get you some easy buckets all because of his athleticism. But they filled a, a void now that makes them have no weaknesses ever. So to me, what does this do for KD's career? I think those people who are saying he's the greatest player and he's going to be in a conversation for the GOAT, no, stop it. Please stop. This may be an objective. Uh, here's the difference between LeBron James and and, and uh, KD in this regard. KD, and, and again, this is why I think the, DeMar- why the DeMarcus Cousins trade gets on my nerves. It wasn't even a trade, it was a sign. But KD, rather than being like, you know what, I'm building my squad. I think we're going we're gonna to be okay. He says, you know what? I want to make the task easier because Houston was a little too close. So now I'm going to I'm going to bring in DeMarcus Cousins. And and those people the, the people's defenses are, well, you know what? If you got a chance to make your team better, yeah, going to make it better. But if you want a championship, and I can understand if you had a few role players here and there that help you, but now this is just overkill and it just doesn't make his this doesn't make his his goal conversation look good because we're going to say all he did was play with superstars. Five, that's more than LeBron ever had, period. You can say what you want. Five versus uh, D-Wade and, and Chris Bosh, who barely really had a role on the on the um, offensive side of the ball because he was more of a defensive uh, presence for the uh, Miami Heat. So that's what they – so you want to compare that and say, well, you know what, uh, LeBron did that. No, it's, it's, it's so elementary. It's like, oh, so LeBron did this, so I'm going to go add, you know, do it better. And, LeBron, and KD's doing the whole super team way better than, than LeBron. I'll give you that. But to sit there and say, well, LeBron did it. I mean, that's so kindergarten. And why does KD need yet another all-star on his team to validate, to, to get him over the top? Was, is, what, was he afraid that he can't beat CP3 and James Harden in a seven-game series? And mind you, they just lost Uba Mute and Trevor Reza, their two best defenders. So you're telling me the four guys you presently have and maybe some role players and maybe replacing JaVale McGee uh, with a, or, or promoting Jordan Bell to the starting role isn't enough? You have to go get DeMarcus Cousins or give the okay for DeMarcus Cousins to come? Really? Steph Curry had to give the okay? And this again, these, these two, Steph Curry and, and KD, it diminishes their legacy because we're going to look back and say they gave the okay on these trades. They didn't trust in themselves. They didn't trust, say no to the organization and believe in themselves enough to go win a championship, period, without the help of KD, without the help of DeMarcus Cousins, period. These are facts. <laughs> I'm not, tell me where I'm lying. I, I, I respond to me and tell me where I am lying when I tell you guys that. I mean, it's and that's ultimately how I feel about those two uh, when it comes to their legacies. I think ultimately they chose their fate when they accepted KD uh, for Steph Curry and, and Steph Curry and KD once again uh, really took a hit on their legacy a little bit when they let DeMarcus Cousins sign with the organization, uh, even though he called them and initiated that. Um, to me, I think you got to trust your team and stay in pack, you know, until somebody beats you and then you make a move. 
which is why I really wasn't too upset at the KD trade, um, excuse me, the KD signing, because, I mean, ultimately, you know, they overreacted a little bit, but ultimately, like I said before, it was a demotion to Steph Curry and his ability to close the deal when he had the injury um, that he's playing through and Draymond Green getting suspended. I think those were fluke things. I think maybe you might want to try the Cleveland Cavaliers up as currently constructed and see if uh, what happens the next go around. Maybe you might win that championship back and have more uh, momentum coming back with the same team. Um, so does does Golden State become are they ruining the NBA? I say this, and I'm gonna say this to NBA fans: relax, Re- like really relax, because this is the last year I think this dynasty holds pat. Because KD is kind of a little too overly happy about LeBron James coming to LA. He's hanging out with LeBron. They, they're they just really butt buddies at this point. And I'm sitting here like, okay, so is KD about to pull another snake move? And because uh, LeBron moved uh, again, he, he's gonna that's justified for him to make another move for the chapter of his story. Is that what we're doing? Like, I just don't know, KD. You just don't. Because, I mean, you know, he, he says something one one time and then, you know, he'll be in a in a purple and gold uh, jumpsuit shooting warm-up shots with LeBron the next year. So I don't know. But... Ultimately, what's gonna ha- what's gonna split the seam up is gonna be money because ultimately Draymond Green and Clay Thompson have both said, you know, they don't want they want to stay with Golden State, but they definitely want to get their payday. Especially Draymond, he says he's not taking any more pay cuts to KD or Steph Curry. He says he's paid his his dues to get KD here. He's paid his dues to uh, keep KD on the roster, and now it's time for him to get paid. And I just don't think he's gonna take any more of a budget cut to what he's already had. So you know. Ultimately, all good things come to an end. And when you talk about money, money is very serious for a lot of superstars. A lot of superstars need their money. A lot of team, uh, superstars who are on championship teams think they deserve that money, especially because, you know, every every main part of that team thinks that they contributed to uh, the reason why Golden State has that has been held hot, uh, has been holding the championship year in and year out. So ultimately, you got to think about that even with the increase in the salary cap, you can't keep all four. You can't At least you can't keep all five of those guys. One has to go. I don't know if they can keep all four and and, and KD continue to be okay with taking uh, taking cuts. But if he, if he thinks rings are important to him, maybe he will take those cuts. But ultimately, I think the problem is going to lie between Draymond Green and Klay Thompson because I think Klay Thompson doesn't mind uh, taking a, a, a little bit of a pay cut. But when you talk about Draymond Green, he's asking for the max. And Basically, you think you have to give him the max to keep him there, and, and he's important. You have to keep Draymond Green because he's definitely the heart of that team, and I think that you have to take that into consideration. So like I said before, I think Gold State has some hard decisions to make in, in the upcoming offseason, and it, and it would definitely be one that will split some of those guys up and at least bring back a little bit of balance that was there before, if not KD leaving, and, and maybe them being a little bit more easy uh, with the team that they have as currently constructed, but it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting what happens uh, in the summer. Uh, like I said, I don't really think necessarily these guys are running the NBA because I think even with Dream, uh, excuse me, Demarcus Cousins coming, you gotta you have to give him the buy-in. You have to get you have to control him during the game. You have to make sure he's on his best behavior during the season and in the playoffs because we've seen firsthand how. You know, a guy who gets a technical and gets kicked out and maybe gets suspended the game, how that can change the balance of the series, i.e. the 2016 uh, championship when Draymond Green was suspended and the Cavaliers were able to mount a comeback 
and ultimately win the championship. So those type of mistakes you can't have. And also, Golden State's dealt with a lot of injuries the last couple summers. These guys are not getting any younger. Um, I think Steph Curry will be 31 this year. Uh, Clay Thompson is in his third. Well, if he's not in his thirties, he's close to being in his thirties. I know Kevin Durant is in his early thirties. So these guys are getting a little older. The bones are getting a little brittler, and you know it's gonna, you know, some of their games and stuff will maybe might start to take a little step back. Um, I know when you're a shooter, not so much because I mean as long as you have the stroke. But I mean, in terms of Steph Curry being able to go to the basket and drive to the basket, will he be as efficient as he was in his uh, late twenties? I don't know. Uh, will uh, Clay Thompson show some ability to go? cold sometimes for a long stretch of time like for weeks um is that a sign of his game declining is that a sign of uh you know his ability to be a threat on the offensive side uh declining will him, will him and draymond green and demarcus cousins um having to take less shots for so that everybody's happy uh interfere when they come back and ultimately i think they're saying that marcus cousins comes back in uh january or february but would those factors be um, the reason why they ultimately don't get to another title. So they're not guaranteed ultimately to win another title, despite the big names. Sometimes having too much of uh, of 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 high quality is a bad thing. Especially this isn't Team USA. You know, we're not playing for the for the you know the shits and the giggles. We're playing for a championship where chemistry and trust in one another and uh, a team goal is ultimately what can be a downfall. What can be your upfall. So we're definitely going to see what happens with Golden State going forward. I think it's going to be pretty interesting for everybody. It'll be interesting storyline-wise. And ultimately, I think the NBA fan base should just calm down. Just let this play out. Let's let this play out and kind of see what happens. Because a lot of moves have been made. OKC's made a lot of great moves, a lot of underrated moves. Um, I think that Houston will still be there, but they're definitely taking a step back because of Trevor Reza and Mba Mute's exit from that team to other teams. So the West is definitely going to be a storyline for next year. I'm definitely looking forward to it. That's going to do it for this episode is Golden State win, uh, running the NBA, in my opinion. Not so much. And I also break down to you what my opinions and my two cents on Golden State. If you don't agree with me or if you agree with me, let me know. Hit me up. Interact with me. But as always, it's your boy DJ94 for Talk That Itch. As always, I'll see y'all next time. Power fans, got some heat coming to y'all this weekend. Look out for that. Otherwise, I'll see y'all in the grapevine. It's your boy DJ94 signing off. Man, what's good, Talk That Ish family and podcast family? This is your boy, DJ94, better known as David Johnson. Hey, man, just asking y'all for y'all support, man. I greatly appreciate those who have supported me so far on my journey. I'm only trying to get better. But I would greatly ask if you like what I'm doing or if you appreciate everything that you've heard here on this podcast, don't just stop here on the podcast. Please connect with me on my Instagram at underscore, underscore, DJ94, underscore, underscore. It'll be greatly appreciated. I look forward to talking. If you want to DM me, if you want to comment under me, if you don't agree with me, if you hate me, if you can't stand me, if you love me, if you like me, if you think I'm weird, let me know because it's all beneficial to the show and it's all to make the show better. Thanks and enjoy the show.